0: section twenty of the green fairy book this is a librivox recording a librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by maria therese the green fairy book by andrew lang the dirty shepherdess once upon a time there lived a king who had two daughters and he loved them with all his heart When they grew up, he was suddenly seized with a wish to know if they, on their part, truly loved him, and he made up his mind that he would give his kingdom to whichever best proved her devotion. So he called the elder princess and said to her, How much do you love me? As the apple of my eye, answered she. Ah! exclaimed the king, kissing her tenderly as he spoke. You are indeed a good daughter. Then he sent for the younger, and asked her how much she loved him i look upon you my father she answered as i look upon the salt in my food but the king did not like her words and ordered her to quit the court and never again to appear before him the poor princess went sadly up to her room and began to cry but when she was reminded of her father's commands she dried her eyes and made a bundle of her jewels and her best dresses and hurriedly left the castle where she was born She walked straight along the road in front of her, without knowing very well where she was going, or what was to become of her, for she had never been shown how to work, and all she had learnt consisted of a few household rules and receipts of dishes, which her mother had taught her long ago. And as she was afraid that no housewife would want to engage a girl with such a pretty face, she determined to make herself as ugly as she could. She therefore took off the dress that she was wearing, and put on some horrible old rags belonging to a beggar all torn and covered with mud after that she smeared mud all over her hands and face and shook her hair into a great tangle having thus changed her appearance she went about offering herself as a goose-girl or shepherdess but the farmer's wives would have nothing to say to such a dirty maiden and sent her away with a morsel of bread for charity's sake after walking for a great many days without being able to find any work she came to a large farm, where they were in want of a shepherdess, and engaged her gladly. One day, when she was keeping her sheep in a lonely track of land, she suddenly felt a wish to dress herself in her robes of splendor. She washed herself carefully in the stream, and as she always carried her bundle with her, it was easy to shake off her rags and transform herself in a few moments into a great lady. The king's son, who had lost his way out hunting, perceived this lovely damsel a long way off and wished to look at her closer but as soon as the girl saw what he was at she fled into the wood as swiftly as a bird the prince ran after her but as he was running he caught his foot in the root of a tree and fell and when he got up again she was nowhere to be seen when she was quite safe she put on her rags again and smeared over her face and hands However, the young prince, who was both hot and thirsty, found his way to the farm to ask for a drink of cider and he inquired the name of the beautiful lady that kept the sheep. At this, every one began to laugh, for they said that the shepherdess was one of the ugliest and dirtiest creatures under the sun. The prince thought some rich craft must be at work, and he hastened away before the return of the shepherdess, who became that evening the butt of everybody's jests. But the king's son thought often of the lovely maiden whom he had only seen for a moment though she seemed to him much more fascinating than any lady of the court at last he dreamed of nothing else and grew thinner day by day though his parents inquired what was the matter promising to do all they could to make him as happy as he once was he dared not tell them the truth lest they should laugh at him so he only said that he should like some bread baked by the kitchen girl on the distant farm although the wish appeared rather odd they hastened to fulfil it and the farmer was told the request of the king's son the maiden showed no surprise at receiving such an order but merely asked for some flour salt and water and also that she might be left alone in a little room adjoining the oven where the kneading trowel stood before beginning her work she washed herself carefully and even put on her rings but while she was baking one of her rings slid into the dough When she had finished, she durried herself again, and let the lumps of the dough stick to her fingers, so that she became as ugly as before. The loaf, which was a very little one, was brought to the king's son, who ate it with pleasure. But in cutting it, he found the ring of the princess, and declared to his parents that he would marry the girl whom that ring fitted. So the king made a proclamation through his whole kingdom, and ladies came from afar to lay claim to the honor but the ring was so tiny that even those who had the smallest hands could only get it on their little fingers in a short time all the maidens of the kingdom including the peasant girls had tried on the ring and the king was just about to announce that their efforts had been in vain when the prince observed that he had not yet seen the shepherdess they sent to fetch her and she arrived covered with rags but with her hands cleaner than usual so that she could easily slip on the ring the king's son declared that he would fulfil his promise and when his parents finally remarked that the girl was only a keeper of sheep, and a very ugly one, too, the maiden boldly said that she was born a princess, and that, if they would only give her some water and leave her alone in a room for a few minutes, she would show that she could look as well as any one in fine clothes. They did what she asked, and when she entered in a magnificent dress, she looked so beautiful that all saw that she must be a princess in disguise." The king's son recognized the charming damsel of whom he had once caught a glimpse, and flinging himself at her feet, asked if she would marry him. The princess then told her story, and said that it would be necessary to send an ambassador to her father to ask his consent, and to invite him to the wedding. The princess's father, who had never ceased to repent his harshness towards his daughter, had sought her through the land, but as no one could tell him anything of her, he supposed her dead. Therefore it was with great joy he heard that she was living and that a king's son asked her in marriage and he quitted his kingdom with his elder daughter so as to be present at the ceremony. By the orders of the bride they only served her father at the wedding breakfast bread without salt and meat without seasoning. Seeing him make faces and eat very little his daughter who sat beside him inquired if his dinner was not to his taste. No, he replied. The dishes are carefully cooked and sent up "'but they are also dreadfully tasteless. "'Did not I tell you, my father, "'that salt was the best thing in life? "'And yet, when I compared you to salt "'to show how much I loved you, "'you thought slightly of me, "'and you chased me from your presence?' "'The king embraced his daughter "'and allowed that he had been wrong "'to misinterpret her words. "'Then, for the rest of the wedding feast, "'they gave him bread made with salt "'and dishes with seasoning, "'and he said they were the very best "'he had ever eaten.' End of The Dirty Shepherdess Recording by Maria Therese